This Halloween episode contains material of a disturbing nature. If any of the following are uncomfortable for you to listen to, we suggest skipping this and joining us on our next major release as normal. Severe gore and mutilation. Abusive asylum practices against patients held against their will. Corruption and magical compelling. This is part two of two. If you haven't listened to the first half yet, please go back and listen to that. We'd like to remind you that while this Halloween one-shot takes place in an asylum, the horror aspects and plot are not focused on mental illness of patients or others within the game. Okay, so I'm kind of slapping his cheeks a little bit after the surgery and... Guardsman! Guardsman! Uh, oh, uh, God. Oh. What? What? Uh, Mr. Barks. Uh, yes, what indeed? You were with Mr. Torres, correct? Yes, oh God. The, the, the doctor, she, um, she had something and there was a strange creature. It, um, is. Uh, gruesome is like, and he basically describes an auger, um, and and she did something to Mister Teller. What did she do? She she had some sort of a, of rod or, or something with a, a red glowing gem on the end, and he he just started screaming. And and melting, uh, he like kind of like rolls over and like throws up off the desk. Very well, very well. Yes, yes, yes. Look, we're going to. I get the other two had walked in, correct? Uh, yeah, they'll they'll be there by now. Yeah. Look, we're going to put you in a cell for now. And 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 lock you up and keep you safe for now. And we're going to figure all this mess out, all right? You just you just focus on not dying. Make a diplomacy check. I can do that. Is he a human? He is a human. Excellent. Uh, then that will be a thirty-one. Um, that sounds like a good idea. Yes. Uh, God, I'm afraid I'm not in great shape at the moment. Yes, obviously. That's... I've... I, I, I've treated your most grievous of wounds, and you should be... You should be able to stick with it until we're able to come get you back. But... So that nothing else happens to you, we're going to make sure nothing can get to you in the meantime. Of course. Oh. The thing was so... It seemed to laugh with every cut. Yeah, he just, he seemed shook. Yes, yes, quite bad, yes, yes. Billy, help me with him, um... Madam Robes as well, if you wouldn't mind. He's 
quite shaky on his feet, I imagine. Yeah, so uh, he's not nearly as heavy before. He can help himself to some degree, uh, but he is quite fucked up still. Did he lose weight in the surgery? I don't know. Did he? I mean, probably. At least some blood. Yeah, a couple pints are gone. How much does a pint of blood weigh, Sean? A pint's a pound the world around. Everyone knows that. Well, I know a gallon weighs slightly over eight pounds, so whatever division a pint is of that. A pint is a pound the world around, Sean. This is common nautical knowledge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if you're bullshitting or not. Uh, a pint of water is roughly a pound. So that means there's eight, eight pints in a gallon? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah, because two pints yeah, two in the port port. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm glad we were able to go on this journey together. <laughs> it was magical. Math and shit. <laughs> so you all take Delphos and lock him in a cell because you've convinced him that that is for his own safety. Huh. And depending on whether or not uh, the dear doctor dies, uh, will determine whether or not that's true. So, Mr. Parks, I don't think I had a moment to tell you, but uh, the, the guy who was in this cell originally, I let him out because I thought he'd be safer, but he ran away into the light and now he's gone forever. I motioned for Billy to, to like crash down. Uh, yeah, I'll go down to your level and Billy crashes down. I put my hand on Billy's shoulder and say... You fucked up a bit, and I'm glad you didn't oh. accept that silver piece, but... Oh. It's alright, because now we have an open cell for a more important person. So I get to keep my internship? For now, but you're on probation, Billy. Oh. Okay. So people should be kept in their cells for their safety. Yes, we're... We're trying to help. From the end of the hallway. We're trying to help the business we can, Billy. We have to go. Uh. (laughs) There's railroading, and then there's what Sean is doing. Listen, game can't go on forever. We can't be in this (laughs) asylum all night. We have day jobs. Well, I have college. Billy, we can be in this asylum for the rest of our lives. Might not be for too long. I I clap him a couple times on the shoulder and say, Exactly, so why don't we move forward? All right, I'll get ready to roll initiative. Billy stands up. (laughs) You hear a creaking sound like a door opening. Uncle starts walking back to... To the hallway where we left Mr. Bart or uh, Mr. Torres, sorry, Solomon. Excuse me, Solomon. Uh, do Do you look back at the door, Billy? Nope. Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, if Billy can see through the darkness, then I suppose so. You see light coming from that direction. Oh, then um, what's in the light, man? A doorway. Billy's going to grab his nearest companion, whoever that is. 
<laughs> whoever wants to volunteer to be grabbed, that's cool. And he's gonna say, "I can say to the grab." Nice. <laughs> I was gonna say, Alto's already started walking away. So. So okay. So Billy grabs Selkie and says, "I see it. The lights again. Where the the guy that we were trying to lead upstairs to the doctor escaped to." I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't remember if if it's good that you should follow the light or not. Uh, Sucky, but you can you can see the light. It, it, it looks like an open doorway with a bright, warm light on the other side. Is the doorway in a place where it wasn't before? Like, is the doorway following us? The doorway is at the end of the hall. Okay, the doorway right. is at the end of the hall. For some reason, I thought like Billy knows there's not supposed to be a door there. Billy knows there's not supposed to be a door there. Oh, cool. Thanks for the context. There's a doorway at the end of the hall that's not supposed to be there. Let's go. Also light, uh, <laughs> Mr. Barks. Yes, yes. Light's also a bad sign. Let's go. I, Let's... I will walk closer to it, uh, detecting magic. Does anyone have scent? Does anyone have scent? Well, we've been recording for a fair bit, so I've got a little bit of scent going on. Is there any indication that I would need scent? I don't know. There's probably a, a faint smell that you can't quite place. If you know, if there's a faint smell that I can't place, I'll use my bloodhound mask, which gives me scent, and also the hellhound of asylum. <laughs> you smell something that I'm sure is familiar enough to you: the smell of burning flesh. <gasps> Did you just bark? No, that was barf. Yeah, his name. <laughs> Barks, yeah. Yeah. The Hellhound. Barks well, the Hellhound. That's it. That's how he got his last name. So uh, going closer, smelling the uh, cooked meat. Um, we must be uh, approaching the mess hall. Same one else. No, no, no. Uh, uh, like... He he pulls the mask over his snoot, uh, realizes what it is, and then rushes forward and grabs um Seto Kyle. Forgot my name. Selkiba. Yeah. He grabs Selkiba and goes, No, 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 no. That's there's something further than that. We need to press onwards. Uh, very well, Doctor. And I will ignore the light and the doorway. That's not supposed to be there. Okay. So you leave. Oh, did my detect magic reveal anything weird? Oh, you did detect magic? Yeah, um, I kind of got lost in the bar. Are, are you within 30 feet of the door? Would you like uh, to be within 30 feet of the door? Yeah, I have to, so I would. Uh, you detect magic. It is... Uh, conjuration is the strongest aura. So I do get closer and I do I do call out that there is a strong source of conjuration coming from this general area. Can we dispel it? Not at this level. Oh, lame. Dispel magic's like level two, man. Is it? Oh, I, I always think of dispel magic like this powerful Not thing. At this level, Billy. We're moving forward and ignoring this portal. Come on, come on, come along. <laughs> All right, you are the boss. Yes, that's right. Come Sorry, Selkie, we have to ignore this. Fair, fair. Let's go. Let's let's see to the next adventure. 
Yes, Madam Robes, there's trouble afoot down the next hallway. Come on. Oh, Mr. Burks, did you know that Selkie's a seasoned adventurer? You don't say. You make your way upstairs and into the other ward where uh, the blob of Mr. Teller once was. And that's right, once was. It's not there anymore. Can I do a survival check to find footprints? Um, you can. But, um, I think if you've got a 10 wisdom, you might be wise enough to realize things that fly don't leave footprints. Uh, as a thing with wings, I also know that. Uh, we, we should probably try to figure out a way to put an end to all this, huh? Because I think we might be the only people left here. Yes, it seems everyone turned tailed and fled for their lives. Oh no, there's still people locked up in cells. They're the lucky ones. They're not they're not locked in here with us. We're locked in here with them. Boy, that sure is true. They are locked in here with us. Hey, Mr. Barks, didn't you pick up half of something along with the journal earlier? I'd hoped you hadn't noticed. I I didn't want to alarm you. Uh-huh. I found a scrap of uh what's her notes? That's weird. <laughs> Kira. <laughs> Kira's the... Uh... No, I found Gita's armor. Yeah, but you kept that a secret. Right, yeah. Uh, the last person to have the half medallion was uh, Selkiba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Billy asked, so... Okay, so you're just going to spill your guts. I found a bit of uh, Madame Hogatrix's armor. I didn't want to alarm you. I fear she may be a blobulet, as it oh. were. Yeah, we found her girthy keys, but I'm mostly talking about the half of an amulet that we found. Yeah, that Selkiba will uh, reveal that, and uh, it's got a red gemstone. Yeah, a cracked red gemstone in it. But it's part of a pair, right? Uh, half of the amulet is missing. The uh, The gemstone itself is still whole but damaged. Oh, so we should probably try to find the other half. Maybe that has something to do with everything, huh? I have no doubt about it. Yes. Yes, of course. Does any magic come off of uh, the amulet? Uh, there was um, faint magic, but nothing uh, identifiable. Okay. I remember I did occultism, but I don't... Magic. Yeah, I didn't do a magic identifier. Okay, so I guess uh, just push on to an area we haven't... To explore the room where the light's all coming out of which maybe we don't, but maybe we do. I think the next logical place to look would be any offices belonging to one of the three only named NPCs in this game. <laughs> you do have keys for lockboxes now. Very girthy keys. So Very girthy perhaps key. that's... Uh, oh, let's, yeah, let's go check out uh, the, the girthy security room because maybe at the very least there'll be supplies there we can use. Yeah, with some plus two weapons and shit. That'd be great. Well, we on each other. We, we have seen Kira's office. There was nothing there, and we've seen Mister Teller's office. Uh, Mister Teller does have a um, like a cabinet that's locked in there, which did have a locked cabinet. We might want to investigate that further. Oh, we did find that diary about the. And I uh, very obviously wink <laughs> towards Billy. Um, uh, the uh, that you have. Um, 
Uh-huh. So perhaps we can find more information in Mr. Teller's office before going to... Yeah, it's on the way, so why don't we do that? Yes, it's right here, in fact. Oh, we're standing I'm... right in front of the locked cabinet. Weird. <laughs> Indeed. And now I start the task of key guessing. You can find it quickly enough. There's a nice. pretty girthy set of keys, are you sure? This yeah. one says cabinet. Oh, you know what? My patron is fate, so I feel like I probably do uh, find it pretty quickly. I mean, this one's labeled, but that's okay. You can just guess, I guess. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yes, this is the only one that is black wrought iron, but I don't know, that's fun. <laughs> Excuse me for injecting my mechanics into this. How dare you? <laughs> so, uh... Within. Starfinders. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> uh, so within the cabinet, you find a few things. A very expensive uh, uh, bottle uh, with what you assume is brandy in it. Um, a silver cane that... Uh, is anybody expert in perception? Oh, I am. Not. I am not. Uh, so your DC is high enough, uh, Billy. You would realize that this is not just a normal cane, but it has a hidden compartment. Uh, it is a sword cane, Ooh. and its blade is made of silver. Oh, man. Billy's all about this. He snatches that cane up and fiddles around with it and draws out the blade, and he's fanboying over the super cool silver cane sword like there's no tomorrow. Seeing uh, Billy swinging the silver sword around uh Sokoba will recall that uh the lumps of flesh that we fought or no no the, the Veltrax <clears throat> were uh that disrupted their DR silver and good correct yes silver and good so yeah it is a plus one striking silver sword cane oh mm. and what's striking I know it's a rune but I, I haven't uh, done much it gives you another damage die Hell so if yeah. it's 1d6 it goes to 2d6 could I roll in a call this check to see if I recognize this? You can or make a, uh, you can make a craft check to identify parts about the weapon. Uh, you can make a society to know any significance it might have. I'll roll crafting first. <laughs> Holy shit, this die is weighted. Why would you admit that you uh, have a weighted die? Nat 20 is a 33. For crafting. So it's a very finely made cane made of a silver uh, infused steel. It is also made by a a skilled smith uh, from a city to the north. The runes etched into it are done expertly and uh, they blend in well with the etching on the blade. Uh, and this is not the base cane, not including the uh, runes would actually be worth 20 gold instead of five. Okay. Uh, what was the, the second? Um, society. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse than 17. You recognize the family crest of Mr. Teller on it uh, and imagine it's probably an heirloom as you he, you know that he doesn't like have a need for a cane. So I'll, I'll probably uh, look over the blade a little bit and say... Uh, Billy, um, this was uh, a Teller family heirloom, I believe. At least as far as we know, the uh, 
most respectable defendant of that name, I believe you should have this, this sword. It seems it would fit you well. Billy nods and says, as long as it's not monetary compensation, I think that's okay. Uh, I pat his, uh, like his elbow and say, it's not compensation more. A continuation of the beliefs of Mr. Teller. And I think you have those ideals that he did. Wow. I'm really starting to grow in this position, just like they told me I would. Indeed. Sometimes interns can become the most trusted employees in a company because they know so much. Maybe, maybe I could learn to run an asylum or own property. Maybe I don't even need that liberal arts degree. <laughs> Let's not get too far out of ourselves, really. As I do believe you could own an entire estate full of people who might need overseeing. But uh-huh. me. And with the way things have worked out, you're sure to be due for a promotion here. Indeed. Wow. I'd like to levy one thought at Mr. Billy. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to promote him? Why, I will. I'll promote myself. I have the sword. (laughs) (laughs) I drew the sword from the lake. (laughs) From the (laughs) lockbox? Look at me. I'm the teller now. (laughs) Yes, everything's coming up, Billy. Uh, so uh, some of you uh, did, somebody uh, mentioned uh, the security room. Uh, there is uh, a small armory of sorts um, to which, of course, uh, Gita's keys will go. <laughs> okay. Yes. I will spend a few minutes uh, figuring out which key is the right one. And on the one that's labeled. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> And within, um, there are, um, about a half dozen saps, four clubs, um, some light armor, uh, and then there's a locker on the wall that was specifically Gita's. Hmm. Private stash of anti-riot gear. Let's open that shit up. Definitely. Fire hose, so, stun baton. So within, sorry. I was gonna say, as they investigate that, I'd like to see if there's like a head of security desk. Okay. Uh, not in here, but uh, essentially, um, there's a small office next to Mister Teller's. It doesn't have much in it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to see if there's any sort of. Uh, similar diary or oh hidden area as uh all right as Kira has. I have something so, for go- that actually if I if I may so I, before I lose this um I have a feat called glean contents oh and no, this isn't this don't you also have that feat Eric I I believe I do well then fuck me it's not even that good so no. you can have it <laughs> Uh, it, it's good if you'd want to like read things without opening them. 
Yeah, but at this point, it's martial law or it's a it's a free for all. So I don't really. It it does let me potentially read things without breaking seals. Yeah, or I am well repair, uh, repairing seals. Mm-hmm. And also, um, at reading things like really quickly, like when they're upside down or sideways or some shit. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and make me a perception check. Uh, in the office. And are you split off while doing them? Or are you dragging them around with you before you go to the other place? Oh, um, the office was near Mr. Teller's. Yeah, it's like right next to Mr. Teller's. Uh, and we were already pretty close to that, so I would probably... I would probably ask him to wait while I check it. Uh, if they wait outside or not is up to them. But it is a pretty small office. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say like this was this was um, uh, this was Madame Hogatrix's office. I think we might be able to find something here. I'll, I'll, I'll be right back. Um, they, uh, they might not trust me enough to leave me alone in it. So for that. Regardless, make your perception check. And what are the other two doing? What are y'all doing? Uh, listening out for any signs of, uh, augers or other disgusting things. Okay. And I'll detect um, magic just for shits and giggles, because... It's a very powerful, important spell for a spellcaster to have. Yeah, it's really um, Good job. <laughs> hey, Billy, what's the school of the highest level item you have? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to do another school of magic debate? Because I'm game. Let's go with as I stall for time. Cyclops sucks. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Let's pretend I already picked this item. And hold on. Ooh. Yeah, it's probably. Oh, it doesn't say there. <laughs> oh, necromancy. Sure. <laughs> That's so cool. you detect necromancy as the strongest aura nearby. Okay. Uh, I'm rolling around with a necromancer and a vampire. That's me. Well, Billy Williamson, necromancer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Billy is heightened with a new sense of responsibility since he's inherited the sword cane of Teller and might be dropping his liberal arts degree to go on to bigger and better things. So I think while... um, Selkie is detecting magic. He is going to adhere to the shadows and spy <laughs> on Mr. Parks to see what sort of weird stuff he's getting up to. All right, make me a stealth. 19. Um, all right, so 19. Uh, that is over your uh, DC there. Um, yes. And Eric, you're making a perception to essentially seek. So what is your stealth DC, Billy? My stealth DC is 21. All right. 
So what do you get on your perception, Eric? 24. 24. So you see Billy sneaking a look at you. Um, but you didn't see him going to sneak a look at you. You only see him like after um, after a minute. Okay, that's fair. Um, and uh, should you so wish to like act in front of Billy, uh, being the peeper he is, um, you do find a uh, a drawer that opens and seems to have some sort of uh, journal in it. I will make a great deal of, uh, like, oh, what's this? As I pull the uh, journal out and start reading it. Uh, This one's in common. If you jump straight to the last page that was written on, uh, it mostly speaks about um, how there's been some weird goings on over the past few days. Um, and a couple of problem, uh, patients, uh, but, uh, Miss Gita does label them as prisoners, um, that, uh, have been sent to solitary. I probably see that she says that and flip a couple pages back and I try and use my, um, uh, glean contents mm-hmm. to like skim through. Okay. The journal and see if there's anything else, or if it's all just like ah, this is what I've noticed. All right, I believe that's a perception check. Fair enough. Twenty-four. One second. Going through glean contents. Quickly oh, it's a society. Oh, society? Yeah, it's a society. Sorry. Um. If you rolled well, you can just replace the bonus. Yeah, it was a 17. Uh, society's plus 11, so 28. Okay. So, yeah, you gain a quick and rough understanding of what's in the book, and you notice that she seems to have suspicions that the good doctor is up to something. Our good doctor? Uh, Dr. Um... Kira? Yeah, what's her nuts? I already kind of knew that um, Trice was up to something. Yeah. I already knew Trice was kind of up to something, so... I'd probably pull the book out and uh, turn to Billy uh, near the door, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Sounds and, right. Yeah, say, uh, there's not much here other than what we saw with Miss Gita's journal. It seems almost identical, in fact, though this is a bit easier to make out. Make um, a perception. Me? Yeah. Oh. It's full of shit. <laughs> it's not. I mean, you're full of shit. Eight? Eight? Yeah. I, ro- I rolled a one. I rolled a oh, one. Oh, you rolled a one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hold on. You rolled a one. 
I, I rolled a one. Dude, you rolled he rolled a one. one. He rolled a one? <laughs> no, I was the end of it. No one else is going to say the... Okay, I said cool. it at the same time as you, so I didn't oh, want to... Okay. We could have kept it going, though, for like a little bit longer and then done this whole like medic. Okay. Yes! Um, he's lying again about the book. Billy's eyes narrow. Not. He crosses his arms. Uh, I, I will continue offering the book to Billy and saying, the only difference between this and that one is that this one seems to be in common. Billy takes the book and says, okay. Mr. Let me just make sure that Eric isn't misinterpreting anything. <laughs> wow. Okay, Eric, are you just bullshitting them? Or are you just bullshitting him hoping he won't read it? Oh, like, it seemed like this was a little bit more in depth, but it was basically the same, right? It was... No. No. No? It was very different. <laughs> no. Like, there, there was some, like, mundane shit about, like, there's weird goings on... Uh, for the past few days and that like you know she like writes down like prisoners as she puts it um that she has problems with mm -hmm. but what you gleaned is that she thinks that the doctor kira is up right. to something which right. is very different from what kira wrote but wasn't kira also up to something yes kira was uh seemed to be up to something. He was talking about a mistress and keeping this place from, like, uh, being yeah. destroyed. So, yeah, he knows it's not the same, but it's Kira was up to something. So... Okay, so that's what you're trying to say. It's a, yeah, it's another half of bluff. Pretty much. Okay, it's talking out of your ass. No. It's a half bluff. <laughs> It's a half-ass. So it's going to be, a, like earlier, it was a hybrid check of diplomacy versus deception. Well, now, he already <laughs> fucking failed badly. You'd be surprised. You're all the one. <laughs> I will eat your ass like it's corn on the cob. <laughs> Well, that's a weird thing to say, Mr. Barks. I'm oh, just going to take this book and put it in my backpack. I'll read it later. <laughs> um, one, one thing you would have um, gleaned in addition is that uh, she seems to mention the, the uh, condemned ward a fair amount. The condemned portion that we have keys for, correct? Yes. Right on. Because yeah, you no, have I, your keys. I think either way, because they already saw through one of my lies, I would say uh, that it was... Hey, this is a, that's a very similar journal. This one seems to be in common, but... Um, yes. Well, like I said, I'll read it later. I think that for right now, we need to focus on finding the other half of the amulet and seeing what's really going on here and putting an end to it. But luckily, we have a seasoned adventurer with us that I'm sure can help guide our way. <laughs> let's go rejoin her. Yes, Miss Robes. Let's go find where she's at. Uh, she hasn't taken a step beyond <laughs> since uh, learning that... Uh, 
Uh, Billy has uh, necromantic items on his person. You technically Fear. still don't know that. You still <laughs> just know that there's necromancy. Okay, sorry. Let me rephrase. Uh, strong source of necromancy coming from her other party members. So now, uh, afraid for her life, when they come around the corner, she's going to jump in fright. Oh, hi. Did you see something? Ah. Was it the darkness? Uh, yes, I believe surrounded by darkness, in fact. She's going to clutch near her rubs. Uh, any clues to uh, where we must go next? Um... I mean, not really. I didn't read the book, and Mr. Barks is being very not straightforward with it again for reasons. But I do think that our original plan of finding the other half of the amulet will probably help. I mean, it can't get any worse, right? He smiles wide. You're really playing to that <laughs> negative one fucking wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that since you're the seasoned adventurer here, that you could really help uh, lead the way. I was thinking that maybe we just go into the light and see what happens, because all signs are pointing towards the condemned ward. But maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Uh, yes, the light could be a good, would be a good use of our time. Um, would the light be a problem for you, sir, doctor? As a note, the light and the condemned ward are not the same place. Oh, well, okay, then I'm sorry, I'm bad at explaining things. No, oh, you're cool. fine. No, no, we were making we but I made the I thought the connection was that was going to lead us there, too. So that's not you. That's that's partially. It did, yeah, it's just so then Billy backtracks. Um, says, Oh, you know what? Come to think of it, since I've been working here for so long, the light isn't coming from the condemned war. They're completely separate places. Sorry, I got a bit confused. With yeah, everything the, the going light on tonight. is coming from a doorway that shouldn't exist. Let's go to the condemned ward based on the information gathered, I guess, relating to this book that I haven't read yet. <laughs> That's incredible. Do you also have glean contents? No, I don't. I almost I fucking almost did, though, <laughs> let me tell you. But based on the information I picked up with my keen intellect from conversing with Mr. Barks here. Billy. Yep. Billy. Yep. You said you saw a light. There was a light. And but, but so, okay, follow me on this. With the condemned ward as well. Here's the logic, right? The light is clearly supernatural or magical in origin, which signifies to me a sort of end goal, right? But when you're doing this sort of thing, you don't want to go to the end goal. You want to go on all the other paths to see what treasure chests there are on those paths, right? He turns towards uh, Selkie, the seasoned adventurer, and he nods as if he's totally correct. So then he says, so the condemned ward we haven't explored yet. So that's the most likely place where we find the other half of the amulet or whatever MacGuffin we need to solve the crisis. Is there a Dr. MacGuffin here? No, he passed away a couple of months ago. I'm sure there's nothing there. It's quite delicious. Conveniently, his Billy. office was in the condemned ward. Wait, what? Billy. <laughs> 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 yes, Mr. Vampire. I mean, Mr. Barks. Mr. Barkfire. You think we should go to the condemned ward? That's what I think. Well, there's also been quite a MacGuffin involving some sort of not real hallway. Is that right? 
I mean, I don't know if the not real hallways and MacGuffin. MacGuffins, I think, are just made up objects that carry on the plot from point A to point B. Not real hallways would be MacGuffins, correct? Mm, I feel like you need to be able to carry MacGuffins. Like they're items. No, 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 that would be... Oh, no, MacMuffins. MacMuffins you can carry around with you. They're quite delicious. Those are pretty good. Uh, Silky, you're an adventurer. What's a MacGuffin? Uh, someone that hails from the, uh, lower peninsula of the Irish Isles. <laughs> no, that's Macruffins, I believe. <laughs> Perhaps Macmuffins. <sighs> but I believe what we really need to find is the end of the hallway we're exploring. As it was a MacGuffin. Correct, yes, Billy. Billy. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. <laughs> Forget the fell strikes. This is what pain feels like. <laughs> so, yes, I believe we must go to the... Uh, uh, not abandoned, but... Um, Condemned? Yes, condemned. Uh, like I was saying, we need to go to the condemned ward. Like I was saying a minute and a half ago. Yeah. Condemned yeah. strong word. I'm just going to start walking the way to the condemned ward, and you guys can follow, I guess. I, I start walking after Billy, but I start uh, waxing philosophical about why condemned is the wrong word. Uh, to describe this award, even though it's a hundred percent accurate, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm cutting a big chunk of this fucking award out because it takes too long. No, you don't say. <laughs> what you're gonna cut? Physically cut out this building? A little bit, yeah. Sean's cutting the past. 45 minutes out and we're just heading straight to the connect door. Sean, we played for five hours. Why is the episode only 30 minutes? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, um, I believe, yes, we should go to the condemned ward. <laughs> yeah, you can safely cut that whole last conversation. I honestly don't even know what the fuck happened there. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> so yeah, you get to the condemned ward. There's a big locked door with a chain and a lock. We unlock it with girthy keys. You do. <laughs> nice. There's a clunk. You open it and it feels oppressive and smells bad. Uh, is there any sort of check? Like, is it bad as in we're going to need fortitude saves? No, or is it like, just I mean, it hasn't been cleaned and it's moldy and, like, not, not... We're gonna die if we inhale this. At before least leaving, right before leaving the office, can I retroactively grab some sort of lantern or torch? Nice. Uh, they have, um, yeah, there's probably a little like sort of hand oil lantern thing. Cool. Yeah, I will do that, and we will we'll push on. It's not very strong, but it's a lot better than nothing. Um, so you enter into uh, the ward. Um, do you still have your mask on, um, Dr. Uh, Alton Brown? 
I'm not going to respond until you call me by the proper name. Do you still have your mask on? Uh, yes. Take the tick tick the titty talk. I do, although at this point it's functioning more like a plague doctor's mask than the uh, magical mask that it is. Oh, does it only last a while? I think it's one minute. Oh, okay. Never mind then. You continue inward for a little while. Um, do you look around at all, or are you just kind of doing the passive thing? I think we keep our eyes peeled, but I don't imagine that we're like actively searching for things. I think we're aiming for notable rooms. Um, in fact, speaking of notable rooms, Billy's a smart guy, allegedly. Can he... Um, does he remember maybe in from like orientation or some old maps he may have looked at um, particular rooms of importance from the condemned ward, like offices or something, so we can kind of streamline uh, our search a little bit? Yeah, I think you've probably seen because there is a map in um, in the in, in Mr. Teller's office. So I think you will have seen like the general layout. It doesn't necessarily have everything labeled, but uh, you do know that access to the basement is here, that there's um, uh, what has been effectively transplanted uh, to the medical wing, but the old surgery theater is here. And uh, most of it, though, is cells. So I think Billy will ask, should we... Um just cut to the chase and go into the basement I am ready for this let's do it spoken like a true adventurer lead the way and um, she will lead the way lantern please. up sword, and she'll dig into her robes and draw out her sword does the dear doctor want to skip the surgery hall I think I will uh let them lead on but as we're walking kind of mention uh you know they there always could be something at the mm, the abandoned surgery ward the surgery theater Uh uh-huh you would want to go there wouldn't you well, there could be extra tools there for, or perhaps an insight into why all of this is happening. Well, okay. I would say no, but we're kind of standing right in front of the door already, so <laughs> may as well. Um, so b- before you go on, during all this, um, <laughs> before you get there, um, <laughs> see, the other two don't see this because they're working with a dinky-ass little light. But uh, you, Mr. Darkvision, mm-hmm. uh, and this is no surprise to you. You're likely aware uh, of this. Um, you pass by some of these uh, some of these rooms. You know, not all the doors are exactly on their hinges, but you see figures inside uh, these rooms. Um people, a few of whom you might recognize uh, that uh, met grisly and gruesome ends in this hallway. 
Uh, he probably and for clarity, they're they're ghosts. Right. He probably has a bit of um a bit of a I don't know how to describe it, but kind of the <laughs> look on his face. Um uh, as he's passing by, which could probably be dismissed by normal people by like, oh, there's a smell in these corridors. Yeah, I think Billy dismisses the cobalt noises. (laughs) Uh, So yes, you are at the door of the surgery theater. Yep. As I say, we're already here. May as well. I think there's a cat inside. (laughs) We should hasten our efforts. Billy will open the door like slowly, quietly. Hey, Don, do you want there to be a cat on the other side of this door? You know I don't. <laughs> I believe there's a cat on the other side of this door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind. mind. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, if you open the door, yes. you will see that uh, the very um, the cool lighting of the surgery lamp, which is magical. Um, the clear light that it provides was once used to uh, provide good lighting for surgeries, both uh, in the close-up of the act itself and for uh, showing those students who might be watching. But uh, what you find is not an empty and abandoned room. Rather, it looks like somebody has been quite busy at work here. Lying on the table, and in fact on several extensions to the table is a figure that looks like uh, at first glance uh, most likely a human or perhaps a half-elf who has been not only flayed but kind of broken apart and spaced out. Do you approach it all? I do. Well, there's our answer. So uh, as you approach, dear doctor, you uh, you come to a swift realization uh it will not take you much to tell because each little piece is on display that this is um the other doctor and she is still alive despite being spread what is over easily a 10-foot area and having her veins exposed and separated individually pulsing every organ undulating at its own rate, her lungs swelling and falling on the table between her split ribcage. I think at about five feet then, I will hold a hand out to Billy and, uh, and Selkie. As I, I, I have, I have a sword in one hand and a lantern in the other. I can't hold your hand. Sorry. <clears throat> no, I, 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 I hold a hand out like, hold on, hold on and move forward towards the, uh, the head. And, um, which you also see, much to your surprise, given her apparently living condition, is also split open. And her brain rests at the head of the table. Each half of her head, still bearing the eyes, is folded down and facing away. So, you want the left side of the head or the right side of the head? Uh, looking at it, it would be the left side. Okay. Um, so it'd be her right side. 
Uh, I will put a hand kind of at the chin of the jawbone and lean over and say, um, though, though it's half a face as you approach, uh, the eyes lock on or the eye rather locks on to you. And with what muscle can be, uh, utilized in this disincorporated state, she seems to smile at you. Oh, yeah. So I will, um, yeah, I'll be leaning over the entire head section with one hand on kind of the jaw, basically, and says, uh, Kira, can you, are you there? You hear a voice faintly in your mind as you come into contact with her. It's like, it's so beautiful. I never meant for this to happen to you, but... No, you don't understand. All will be well. This is merely the first step to perfection. Yes, this is the first step, but I... I fear that the... Others will not understand how we're supposed to move forward from here. My lady, she can bring us all we need. She has a way with words and understands pleasure in a way that at first we cannot comprehend. The future is secure. I do not fear the future. I'm afraid that the others will not understand the pain that might be the initiative of the pleasure. It does not take long to realize that two things can be as one and more. She can teach them, and quickly. I will, uh, put one hand on the side of her face and kind of put my forehead on the... on, uh, on her forehead and just think, um, peace is coming. Peace is coming. Yes. You'll see it too. And uh, for a split second as I separate from her, I will have a very wide smile on my face. Um, before taking a few seconds to sort of compose myself, turn towards the others and say, uh, she has she has given everything towards understanding the mind. And while it is a painful goodbye, she has... She is not truly gone unless she is gone from our minds. Uh, uh... <clears throat> She's still moving? <laughs> stab, 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 stab. <laughs> like, it's relatively easy to see that, like, her lungs and heart are still going at the very least. 
<laughs> if not the more minute movements. She, she is still physically alive, but, and I'll shake my head a few times and say, she cannot recover from this as much as I may try and force it. What can we do for her? Put her down as we did the lump in the basement? Yeah, in the office. medical ward. Yeah, yeah medical ward, yeah. I'll, I'll shake my head again and say, she is already, she's already gone, but physically her body fights on because of how strong it is. If we leave her here, she will be gone within the hour. If you truly think ending her presence is necessary. Okay. Before we get into diplomacy territory, make me a deception. Which one of us? You. Uh, you. <laughs> uh, which one of us is lying? <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> She's here. She's perfectly aware. Yeah, but like, for how You long? are attempting to deceive, good sir. Uh, to me, me asking what should we do isn't a deception. <laughs> what should we do? Roll the bluff. What? Uh, was that uh, deception or diplomacy? Uh, that was deception. I felt like you were going towards something that will need a diplomacy check, but we need to get the deception out of the way first. Deception's 23. Okay, so that will pass uh, mm-hmm. even with the uh, plus plus four. fours that they might have gotten from before. Yep, that would have been 22. So, so uh, continue, please. My apologies. All right. Fair, fair, fair. Um, we could, if you feel it necessary, end what is left of her lifeline currently, or we could press on towards more intrinsically necessary investigations now uh she's gonna step forward um she's kept her distance she's had the lamp but she's gonna set it down but Selkaba wants to step take a step closer and say um if it'll just take but a moment sending her to be or sending her to Phrasma's embrace is the kindest thing we can do for her if she is truly lost uh, I will uh, offer uh, offer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We need to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, yes. I will. I'll offer I one of my hands. <laughs> the, uh, I will offer one hand towards Sedekaiba uh, <laughs> to uh, to grab on. And uh, I will take one hand of uh, Kira in my own. And just sort of. And and you'll hear, you'll hear when you uh, touch her again. She's like, "Please, it's only begun. Don't let it end so soon." Uh, I will think as hard as I can. Um, uh, even if you believe this is the end. It will continue as long as it needs to. And I will grab 
uh, Kira's hand and squeeze it very, very tightly. Selkiba? She'll just take a step back. Uh, she's not like, you know, trying to force her position on this. She just wants to help ease the suffering. But if uh, she'll defer to the doctors, he's, he's, been, he's lied to her, but he'll, he'll defer to the doctor um, and wait for anything from Billy or anything else. <clears throat> Billy, while all this transpires, it makes himself a meaty stealth check. I thought you was going to say a sandwich. <laughs> I can go for a sandwich right now. Mmm, liver. Mm, nice. Uh, Absolutely fresh, too. You're the worst. It's from Carl Seniors. Ah, <laughs> oh, a hard-on sandwich. Perfect. <laughs> Grilled knees. Mm. Uh, the stealth check that Billy makes is an 18 to approach the uh, body parts on the slab. Oh, uh, you beat there. Stealth DCs, but uh, you are going to have to, uh, at the meets, end of your move, have cover. He, he so meets need, mine. Like, yeah, meets beats. Okay. I didn't know if my meets beat his. No, because okay. uh, meets beats. Oh, it's my DC. DC. Yeah. Gotcha. Never mind. Cool. Continue. So, um, like, you'll have to, like, crouch at the end of the table or something to have cover from them. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Um, that's. Or, like, you will become revealed at the end of your. No, I, I get it. Yeah, if that's feasible, that's fine. Um, but uh, basically the plan is to just like while they're doing this uh, brief back and forth and while uh, Mr. Barks is doing some extremely sketch stuff, <laughs> uh, Billy's just going to creep his way over to the table and like unlodge the uh, the cane sword from its sheath and then lodge the cane sword into this woman's skull to put her out of her misery. Oh, her brain's just sitting on the table. Oh, yeah, then it's a nice uh, shish kebab from whatever country we decided that was from. <laughs> Not France. Not um, France. Um, <laughs> so, um, uh, question. Would this cause combat? I'm not fighting a corpse. They can't fight back. I'm not asking you. I know. Uh, no, uh, no, Sokiba would be fine with this. Uh, surprise, but... She she offered to put her down herself. Also, no. Okay, then yeah, uh, you stab the the blade into uh, into her brain, uh, and there's like a jolt across all the body parts uh, as what muscles uh, are capable twitch and contract. Um, there's uh, sort of like undulations through the softer muscle tissues uh, her eyes go wide for a brief second and then kind of stop moving and are you still uh, holding her hand uh, also has one hand holding hers one hand on her cheek uh, wherever it may be in regards to her brain <laughs> Right. Whatever quadrant uh, of the table her cheek flesh is. Oh, like her brain's like between the two halves of her head. Um, right. uh, and he will take 
a full two seconds of deep breathing. And look towards Billy and say, she was in the worst of it. And I, I'm glad that you were able to end the pain she had. Billy nods, cleans off the uh, fancy new cane sword he has, and says, Yeah, me too. No one should have to exist in a state like that. And I will start to walk down the hall towards pretty much anything. Uh, And say, it's always a pity when one doesn't have something set to live towards. Uh, Yeah, if you say so. (laughs) I think Billy looks to uh, Selkie (laughs) to get her impression of the whole situation. Uh, Selkieba's head drops down. Uh, She puts her sword away and uh, turns and walks out as well. Then so it is. This is a weird origin story for Billy the Adventurer. (laughs) (laughs) I was an intern once and then I found a super cool silver uh, cane sword and decided, yeah, today's the day I become an adventurer. Uh, Also has thrown his cape around himself and it looks very, very thick for what it's worth. Like how thick? How many C's? At least three C's. Like, you could wander into polar bear territory and be comfortable with it. Okay. Is the capes, is the cloak special? Can Billy identify the cloak? I'm going to say no, but it is special. (laughs) (laughs) No, you can't identify it. Oh, I beg to differ. I have a theme that says I can identify it, probably. Hold on. Um... (laughs) Maybe, maybe I didn't take the feed. Let me look what Leflet is. Oh wait, I have an identifying thing. I don't. I mean, Sokuba doesn't really care, but I have glean contents. No, not worth it. I, I was joking. I have oddity identification. No, that's to uh, identify magic with the mental possession prediction or scrying traits. I, I built a good character. You could probably. Uh... You'd probably yeah. identify. Uh, let's see. Crafter's appraisal. I can yeah. I'd use crafting instead of a skill associated with a magic tradition to identify magic items on magic items. Magic on magic items. <laughs> uh, it's not technically a magical item, so you could use appraisal. Yeah. Uh, there's no appraisal. I cannot. Normally, this would go against passive, but Billy, since you're the last one to leave the room, mm-hmm. make me a perception check. Yo. Oh, no. 17. The room is cold and quiet. The light uh, with the magical source that you don't know how to like turn off um, leaves the place feeling a little too clinical. And it is a bit hard to wrap your head around the uh, 
nigh impossible mutilation you'd just seen. Yeah, Billy is quickly realizing that this place needs to be burnt down once this is all over. <laughs> so, you head on towards the basement, I assume? I think that's our next destination, yeah. So, you make your way down to the basement, and you hear odd sounds. Almost like people, but there's something off. It, I mean, to put it simply... It sounds like uh, there are people enjoying the throes of pleasure, but there's just something wrong about the sound as you descend into the basement. Is that a cat meowing or a O? Oh. Uh, huh. <laughs> and if y'all would like to make perceptions, you can. You can take the seek action. 24. 25. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? That's uh, low. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Mr. Billy, mm -hmm. as you make your way sort of out of the uh, stairway down into the basement and it begins to open just a bit more. You notice some light ahead and as you walk just far enough to like peer through the tattered uh, dividing curtains down here you see a fairly beautiful woman though it looks like she's wounded and a crown of crimson crystals jut forth from her head in a, a circular fashion. On her shoulders are two red gemstones and an amulet broken hanging from her neck. She locks eyes with you the moment you see her, and she smiles gently at you. Hello. Welcome. Uh, hi. <laughs> uh, Billy's all awkward smiles um, and he like glances over to his companions and says um, that's a nice um, amulet you got there and nice ruby crown Billy Robesman Robesman Brovesman, Billy, you, you have matching symbols, correct? Matching symbols? Okay, I'm confused on this. What are you talking about, Eric? Uh, I'm talking about the uh, broken amulet that I have. Yeah, the the, the, the amulet. Go. Yes. And um, also. Billy had something, I think. I have books. Yeah, yeah, you had the books. <laughs> I have I the think books. That was all. I'm the book guy. I'm the jewelry person. Yeah. Uh right. We do we do have the amulet. So um a yes, random woman we found in the basement. I, I think we need your amulet. You need my amulet. Uh-huh. Oh. We haven't even introduced ourselves. 
If you don't know Billy, that means you haven't been in this facility very long. Oh, but I have. Then perhaps you know Billy? Oh, yes. I know of everyone here. But introductions are an important nicety, are they not? I will begin then, as a show of good faith. I am Alicia. I, Mr. Marks, will start drawing in breath as he sort of backs away and goes... Madam Alicia, I have no doubt that you have knowledge of us. But if you will permit me to introduce us, we are, and he bows deeply, um, Alto Box, long forsaken, damp here. And Gobold, servant, yes, there is also, and he, he gestures uh, towards Billy, trying to get him to bow. Um, I think in order for Billy to even consider doing so, he needs to know a bit more information on this. Can Billy make some sort of roll to see if he knows who this woman is? Um, you... Oh, wait, no. You didn't tell them that detail from the first book, did you? Absolutely not. Okay. Um... You can make an occultism to maybe know what she is. So 24. Um, if I can roll, I'm not trained. Uh, since you are not trained, um, you are unsure. I think you determine that she is otherworldly, however. Hmm. The marks on her skin at first may seem like tattoos, but after a fairly short period of time, you can tell that they are exposed muscle. Oh. And I think Billy is just like he's maybe looking at Mr. Barks suspiciously, but his attention is mostly on how Selkie is handling the situation, being the seasoned adventurer of the bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Barks, for what it's worth, is bowed deeply towards this woman, but is also like as his head turned towards Billy, like please bow. Don't embarrass me. Yeah, like, um, please, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) And, And keeps making that like uh, like flicking wrist motion, like yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Billy, look! <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to make that like gesture, like please, for the love of God, bow to her. Billy's response is just subtle, like hold on a second, I want to see what Selkie does. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so like <laughs> like Alto's just looking up at him and he's like waving away Alto and just looking at Selkiba. <laughs> uh so Selkiba, who is uh not unaccustomed to uh dark things being a witch. Uh oh I'll do a, a occultism roll myself. Mm-hmm. 24. And you are trained? I am trained. All right. You would know her to be an Ostiarius, also known as a Velstrak emissary. Oh, so like a paladin of Zontruthan? No. Um, They're more like diplomats. Okay. But like, 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 oh, she's an outsider. So, so she's even beyond just someone that worships. She's yes, she, she is. Uh, and, and you would know that uh, Velstrax, um, this while technically fiends do not take play, uh, do not take residence in the outer planes, they live in the shadow plane. Okay, hate it. Um, <laughs> seeing that this being is uh, something to uh, fear and take seriously she will uh not going to completely prostrate herself but uh she will give a a respectful bow towards her and say um my name is selkiba crusoe a simple woman now but there was a time when i was really something out there but i i greet you with humility and the fear you engender. A wise one. Always nice to have around. And you... And I think Billy promptly <laughs> bows if she does. <laughs> he mutters something like, uh, Billy Williamson, uh, intern. Esquire. <laughs> Deep in debt. <laughs> and Billy Williamson, son of Willie Williamson, son of William Williamson, <laughs> son of William Williamson. <laughs> Such a shy boy. How adorable! Please come sit. We have much to speak about. And she motions, kind of off to her side, to things that are a bit out of view. As if chairs. Okay, can I get a look at these chairs before I sit in a uh, chair made of a human body contorted into the shape of a lazy boy? It's too late. I'm forcing you into the chair. Okay. (laughs) Um, You can make perceptions at the chairs. Okay, I still have my lantern, so I will uh, set it down uh, if it's lit enough. Uh, 25 on my perception. Five. 25. Though they appear, 25. Okay. Um, though they appear at first to be um, finely constructed uh, chairs of ivory and red velvet, you notice a slight sheen to the velvet and a particular texture to the ivory that may lead you to believe that these are indeed uh, what you suspect them to be. Oh, joy. What about 
What, uh, what about a 26 to perception, though? Fuck you. Uh, pretty much the same. <laughs> okay. Um, I will start to leave uh, Sadokaiba over to the... Yeah, she will. She, she, she knows, you know, this whole scene's what what's involved so you know she'll she'll clock it shudder a little bit realize she's gonna have to clean the hell out of this robe and she will uh take the offered seat setting the lantern down and uh um, when, when you sit down you hear from a general like direction kind of behind you you hear a moan of pleasure <laughs> And as as Alto is uh, kind of trying to help uh, her into her chair, she's he kind of whispers into her ear like, "I know it's not great, but we have to bear with it for now, for now." And he'll he'll take the far chair. All right. Uh, when you start to approach that chair, uh, Alicia turns to it and says, please, guest, allow me. And she raises her hand and lowers it, and there's like this cracking and crunching sound as the chair lowers itself to your height. I will uh, bow deeply towards her as I back my way into the chair and say... Uh, in a very audible tone. Thank you, madam. I'm most appreciative of such a gracious host. I'm appreciative of a receptive guest. And you'll have uh, bared teeth, but a smile. Billy? Yeah, I guess Billy goes along with the rides. He, he probably mutters something along the lines of, even if he was getting paid, it still wouldn't be enough, as he grumbles his way to a seat. He doesn't yeah. like this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the most, I think, discomfort, because these chairs are actually quite comfortable, um, but the greatest discomfort is with every shift and and and, and like movement you make. There's either like, a small gasp, moan, or the chair shivers slightly. Yeah, Billy doesn't move. Confirm. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's <laughs> paralyzed. <laughs> yeah. So, you have come here, I suppose, seeking answers. We are investigating the terrible things that are going on, but... Being in here now with you, some of the gaps are filling in. Of course. And what is it you think of what is happening? Surely you don't look around and understand. Understand, no beginning to realize perhaps your prowess is undeniable scaring unwell people away from 
this facility is not the tactic I would expect from one such as you. I agree. It seems you have quite the touch of magical prowess to yourself. There's no reason to scare the weaklings away from yourself. There are those who would run, whose feet are swifter than their mind. And not all magic is mine. This place bleeds with the pain that it has endured, that those from within have suffered. Suffered unknowing that they could be experiencing something better. There is always something better to be experienced and always something worse. Yeah. Are you attempting to melt the best and worst together? One ascended would see that what you may believe is the worst and the best are indeed no different from one another. Though not all things are the same, this place in of itself lives and seethes with pain, anger, hatred. A place where so many have been stripped of themselves takes on those whom have been lost. Here they may not only learn to experience a new peace, but pleasure beyond anything they could have formerly even comprehended. Eternal happiness. Unending sensation. No more weakness. No more fear. Only existence. Aldo stands up. And uh, reaches into his bandolier. And starts uh, crushing some of the reagents that he has prepared for the day in his hands. And uh, as he does so, says in a very loud voice, uh, I believe I understand. You are saying that good and evil are the two sides of the same coin. Law and evil are the same if not opposites, they are together. But there cannot be law without evil. And there cannot be good without evil. In the same way, there is no such thing as alchemical progress without those who would seek to react to it. Is that correct? And he starts grinding up 
are reagents in his hands. Every experience is important. And um, and every positive has a negative, yes? Until you open your mind to understand that they need not be separate. And both progression and regression are dualities of each other. They are. And being what one once was and will be is a great pleasure. And he makes his way over towards where Billy is and uh, sort of claps his hand on Billy's cheek and says, and both knowledge and progression are each other. Isn't that right? Yes. (laughs) And then you feel her voice in your mind uh, specifically and loss is just as good as reclaiming what can never be had again. And you hear a heartbeat in your head and you hear strained veins pumping exposed to air and a gasp from a split mouth. I slowly let my breath out to the uh, beat of an exposed lung and that which cannot be reclaimed has already been gained towards the knowledge I have and uh, a very wide grin splits across Alto Burks' face. Uh, a grin which could not be acquired necessarily by one who has already lived and died, but one who has experienced a lifetime of pain and regret across battlefields and lost lifetimes that have tried to be reclaimed. He says, yes, this is something that can only be acquired by those willing to lose. And by loss, immeasurable gain. While, um, while, while this is going on, Billy, uh, thoughts, what's going through your head? Um, uh, Billy, you've got a a kobold saying creepy things and touching your cheek. Yeah, uh, so, like, 
I was thinking for the last like maybe half hour of game, there's like two ways this could go. Um, and I think that I've kind of reserved myself into the idea that um, things have escalated to such a degree where every man, Billy Williamson, just like is kind of dumbstruck in like fear and um, I, I almost don't want to say awe, but I'm going to say awe, just like the extravagance of everything and how significantly things have escalated is that he probably wants to do something, but I'm getting the impression that he's probably falling short. <laughs> you know, um, like he'd love to be the hero and try to do something and go out fighting. But at the end, like he's just paralyzed. Okay. And uh, Silkiba? Uh, Silkiba sitting in this ghastly bit of furniture feeling it move and sigh and all that um, knowing what it is that's in front of us was, is already quite filled with fear but then seeing uh, the doctor behaving this way she's a little worried that one of their allies isn't an ally and really was never an ally <gasps> <laughs> so she is uh, stealing herself for uh, having to fight for her life if possible and seeing at the very least one of her companions isn't going to be fighting alongside and seeing uh, the look on Billy's face worried that he may not, despite the, the bitch and sword cane, <laughs> may not have it in him to... Uh, fight alongside, but she is uh, willing to peck, scratch, and flap her way out of here any way she possibly can when it comes to it. So she's just uh, standing on the edge of a cliff side of inaction right now. So uh, in, in this moment, what are, what are um, Alto's thoughts? Alto is having a very complex mixture of satisfaction and regret. As he is happy that the work he had to do was completed, but he's also very sad. Someone as pure and innocent as Billy has gotten dragged into this. So he has one claw uh, on Billy's cheek and he is staring at him like forehead to forehead, grinning and... Just um, glad that his work is over. Um, but also partially, uh, he has one hand pressed into one of Billy's other hands and is pressing into it a, um, a 
small vial, which will be a uh, mutagen, a lesser Drakeheart mutagen, uh, which he has created, and also a, if I can find it, um, crying angel pendant, which neither one will help you if you can't get out of this, uh, <laughs> out of this mist, but he will uh, press both into your hands and say, uh, if anyone makes it out of here, I hope it's you, Billy. You pure-hearted, naive bastard. I think it's at this point that, uh, like, Billy's been wide-eyed this whole time. He's probably, like, shaking a little bit. He'd probably be shaking more if he didn't want so much not to move on these chairs. But he uh, he's looking at Mr. Barks, and he, he just, like, stammers out, Mr. Barks, are you the b- 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 bad guy? Uh. <laughs> I think Alto kind of descends just into laughter at this point. (laughs) 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 Go, Billy. (laughs) Perhaps you can get out. (sighs) You, but... (laughs) I believe you might need something for that. And she uh, sort of cups the broken amulet uh, hanging from her neck. Else you're in for a terrible fate. One that ends. And uh, Mr. Barks uh, claps Billy twice on the shoulder. He says, uh, All of us are destined to die, Billy. Remember that. (laughs) She turns to you, Billy. I can see that your heart is not ready for my gifts. Repair my amulet, and I will allow you to leave. Billy gives a sideways glance over to um, Silky (laughs) and then um, back to the lady and he says "Uh, from the sounds of it I kind of need the amulet to leave anyways I will allow you to leave Do you think you know how to use it? (laughs) Without thinking, he kind of shrugs and um, (laughs) begins saying, I might be able to figure it out. Shy and foolish. Allow me to demonstrate, if you will. And she holds her hand out towards uh, Silky Ba. Um... Does she say anything about the hand? No, it's as if expecting you to hand her something. Oh, of course. Sorry, I was 
I had Star Wars playing in my head for a second with the hand. Um, you're not my mother. Uh, she will uh, bring the amulet out and looking at Billy the entire time filled with sorrow. Uh, now I have Swing Away Meryl playing in my head. So <laughs> <laughs> going to... Uh, Fuck, I don't know if I want to do this. I'm in a pickle, guys. Um, I know it's tough, roll right? Roll for it. Remember, you're not trying to figure out how to win. You're deciding how it ends. <laughs> Remember, Alto Barks is the good guy. I don't know. So he... he Selkie Buzz stands from the disgusting chair. Takes a step <laughs> over... I hate it. Uh, <laughs> amulet, amulet in hand, looks to Billy and gives him another smile and drops the amulet outside of the reach of the uh, Crimson Queen. Like, you know, like she, like she has her hand out and she, she, she drops it on the ground next to her. Disrespectful. I thought she was wiser than that. She waves her hand and it begins to float up from the floor slowly. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me have some thinky thoughts here for a second. Right? Right? <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> like, I realize, like, this character I'm never going to play again. Why do I care about trying to save this one? Um, you can um, 100% get out of this without fighting. Madam. Might be too late. If I may. What might you? It seems one of them has already surrendered their blood. Told you. If I may be so bold. To requisite in the meantime. And essentially I would like I would like permission to drain the blood of uh of uh Madame Don. <laughs> It took me a split second. <laughs> I think she'll just give you a slight nod, and um, the other two of you can make perception checks. <laughs> Tell what the fuck he meant. 11, probably not. 24. Uh, I think the 24 would be able to tell that he's talking about drinking uh, your other friend over here. God damn it. God. Jesus Christ. Okay. Let's see. All right. So she she does hold up a finger, however, at at our dear little doctor, but not death. And if no one does anything, the amulet piece will arise to her hand. Um God damn, this is so stupid. Right there with you. I 100% don't want to do this, but man, I keep thinking about it. So uh, this is going on. Um, Selkie drops the amulet. This this fucking uh, BBEG lady starts like <laughs> picking it up with telekinesis or whatever. It's probably a conjuration spell. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> which is probably a conjuration spell. I'm just assuming. I don't have to detect magic. I can't know. I so, think it's <laughs> transmutation, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> and we're back. Ah, back to the shit house. <laughs> Great. So uh, Billy's been sitting there watching this whole uh, shindig go off, and I think he's been paying attention to the half of an amulet around this uh, woman's neck. And in his head, it's like, oh, if we get the amulet, we could probably <laughs> save the day somehow. <laughs> um, he's smart, but not bright. So <laughs> um, he indeed has a negative one wisma mod. He do- definitely does. That was by design. And I think a lot of this is him fighting with himself. You know, is he just the intern or is he something more? You know, can he do something here? Is, can he can he be brave? Can he save the day? Is it worth risking his life? You know, how do you even recover from something like this? And I think while the amulet is like being picked up with mage hand, <laughs> he um, looks at Selkie and maybe they share this really quiet and silent and intimate moments where they're both like, oh, this is fucked. Like, <laughs> this is completely fucked. And um, I think what Billy wants to do and what I want to see him get killed for trying to do is he wants to seize the moment to launch from his chair and try to nab the half of the amulet from around this woman's neck. And with luck, maybe we, maybe he and his adventuring companion can make it out of here with both pieces of the amulet somehow. <laughs> All right. I will let you choose a thievery uh-huh. or athletics check. Thievery. All right. <laughs> um, you can use a hero point to re-roll, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure this character is going to die anyways, so I'm going to use that hero point now to see if I can't roll better. But I will be giving everybody an extra hero point for oh. this interaction. You for doing something stupid. Selkie Thanks. for doing something stupid. And uh, the, you dropped the thing. I, I was being brave. Asiarius, but yeah, for being brave that you get a hero point. It's also You said know, stupid. What there's a fine line and it's very blurry. Um, <laughs> that makes no fucking stupidity. sense, but all right, cool. <laughs> It's a fine line with blurry. Okay. Yeah. The thinner something is, and the blurrier it is, the harder it is. No, no, the thinner it is, the harder it is. Like my dick. Tell that to my (laughs) ass. Nope. Okay. um. (laughs) Can I have his hero point? Can I have both of their hero points? (laughs) Break a toothpick and then try and break a tree and tell me which one is harder. No. (laughs) I refute. I refute your premise. So what did you get on thievery? So, okay, cool. The, the good note is that I did roll better. I definitely rolled better. It's irrefutable that the number is better. The downside is I only rolled one better on the die. That brings me to a 30, 20. Okay, well, I'll, I'll roll hers. Uh, the other two of you, please roll perceptions. I don't want to. Oh, you don't want to do something? Correct. 20, please. Can I right. can I take 20 on this? No, you cannot. <laughs> Fuck! So four, 14. 14? All right. So with 18. a 31, yeah. you clearly fail and do not actually steal the thing. This sounds about right. Um, 
and she has the top of initiative. Also sounds about right. Yep. See you in hell, guys. <laughs> um, All right. Does anybody have a tax of opportunity? Hell no. no. I don't know what that means. Don't we all? I don't have my weapon. Oh, you know what? I have. No, I have a, it, it's an ability. You have to have an attack of opportunity. I don't see it unless it's called something stupid. Not that this no, system if would you're have not a something. fighter, you have to take a feat, basically. Nope, did not. I have cringe. Does that count? You are no, cringe. but it could <laughs> potentially be. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, she will use one action to uh, manipulate her the thing in her hand with the thing around her neck. And uh, there's a short flash of bright red light. And uh, she, uh, her amulet is whole again, as if it were never broken. Lame. Nifty. So upon completing her amulet, she then takes another action to activate it. A swirling vortex of red and purple light surrounds the group, including her, the chairs, and you find yourself whisked away. You find yourself in a dark place filled with shadows that seem to walk upon the walls and a large altar wrapped in chains. The Dr. Trine, Kira, whom you thought you killed, lies upon a large solid slab rock, her heart once again beating, her eyes looking around once again. And she will take her final action to lay a hand on our little kobold. Do you want to make a fortitude save? Or do you want to not? In your head, with her telepathy, she tells you, I can make you one again and stronger. The things I can show you. Do you want to resist the fortitude? Do it for Billy. Uh, <laughs> then he will say um, in his head, uh, for you, I would crumble mountains and dry oceans. Give me what you can. So, uh, you begin an incredibly painful transformation. This will stun you too, which means you lose two actions on your turn. Um, but everyone else will see that the spread out Kira will begin to arise off of the table. The monument to Zankuthan wrapped in spiked black iron chains begins to glow with an unearthly sort of almost black lightiness. And over the next few moments, uh, which will happen during Billy's turn uh, and part of Alto's. Their two forms begin to mix and intermingle in ways all too unnatural to the other two of you. You grow larger. You have rib cage pieces that sharpen into fangs. <sighs> you become a true monstrosity. And that is the Asterius's turn. It is now Billy's turn. You have no idea where you are. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. Uh, I don't know even know if Billy can make sense of this sort of situation at this point. Like, somehow things have gone from a worse to somehow even worser. So, 
I don't know. I feel like both he and the player are just going to abstain and like look on dumbstruck at the situation. Even if he wanted to play hero, he doesn't know what to stab. He doesn't even know if that'll do any good. All right. So I guess you hold your turn. This sounds good. Um, uh, after two stunnings, um, what do you want to do with your one action, Alta? You're now medium, have a bite attack that deals a D8. Have regeneration five deactivated by good or silver. Are immune to cold. Are now a Velstrak, etc., etc. I will turn towards Billy with my horrifying visage of a mall. Simply say, run. I don't know where. <laughs> You're not like in a cave or anything. You're in the shadow plane. Just run. <laughs> <laughs> and hope something nastier doesn't find you. And I will lash out towards the nearest thing that's not Billy and try and bite it. You want to bite the Osiarius or you want to... You're not large. You're only medium. And not not the Osiarius. Uh, other, other than that, myself or Billy. So you would have to either bite a chair or stride toward um, Sakiba. He will bite the closest chair, actually, and just make as much destruction as possible with him. Neat chair. Okay, so go ahead and roll me a die and say if, see if you roll a 1 or a 20. It was a nat 20. <laughs> okay, so uh, go ahead and roll a d8 plus your strength plus 2, and then double that. 3 plus 2, so uh, 10 total. So you bite into this fucking chair and, like, it like groans and moans and shivers in your fucking face and you're sucking what fluid you can from it, but it's mostly mm -hmm. bony. Like one of its legs cracks and like some marrow comes out and it like screams and something that you can't tell of its pleasure or pain. It's a fine line that's fuzzy. Yeah, like especially for Titans or Felsprack. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I billy very uh, thoroughly as I bite into this and crunch Mistress or Madam's bony chairs uh, into a powder and uh, just again run. Sokiba, your turn. Okay. Can Billy take his held turn? Please. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I thought about this, and this is going to be very complicated, so I hope this falls within the lines of the rules. And mm -hmm. uh, if it doesn't, you can really help guide me through it. I okay. think that what Billy wants to do at this point, having seen everything that goes on, is he wants to run away. Okay, you take three stride <laughs> actions. Yeah. <laughs> he just turns and runs in a direction. I think that's okay. Oh, you run off into the darkness. And, uh, I mean, frankly, you will get away. Huh. Come with me. Don, join me in the darkness. <laughs> I can't actually fly. So if Don comes with you, you might not get away. No, <laughs> no, no. I'm definitely trying to eat him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So, um, what I know about, uh, the Velstrak thing, um, do they do, uh, do they attack mentally like mind things or is it more physical both um a lot of their auras and and shit are mental um but they can uh they can attack physically pretty well yeah 
The, okay. Uh, Osiarius is preferred to use magic, however. Yeah, I'm going to use two actions to cast Animus Mine. Okay. If and when that gets triggered, I can go into that a little bit. But then for my third action, what I'd like to do, draw out my uh, Elven Blade from my robes. All and right. just kind of prepare myself. All right, it turns to her turn. She will spend an action uh, once again to use her um, amulet. And I'm going to have to make a roll here because it functions like a wand. Okay, so she uses it again, and there's a bright flash, and the uh, the crystal uh, breaks off again and goes flying like 50 feet. Um, but a, another gate um, will open, and a pair of humanoid-looking people with dark blue skin covered in chains step out. Don't like that. And then she will spend an action to attempt to attack you. Does a 25 hit you? Yes. Uh, in fact, that may be a crit. Give me a second. That is a crit. 10 above my AC. Oh, boy. So um, because the ruling is a, is a touch vague, um, I'm going to have only the first instance of persistent damage be doubled. So okay. you take... Because you get 2d6 persistent damage, which happens on your turn. Ouch. But there's 7 plus 2 is 9. Doubled. You take 18 damage. Okay. And she casts shield as her final action. Closer. I was going to do that. Toasty Adobo. Uh, Alto, your turn. Uh, I would like to try and throw myself somewhere between the... Uh, the two figures that just walked out and Billy. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get between the two of them. Oh, Billy hauled ass. He's like in the other direction. Right. I Yeah, I want to be. But you're just trying to still interpose, essentially. Yeah. And then make a, uh, a fearsome wall uh, to try and get Billy some kind of room. I don't know if he's going to be able to get out of wherever the fuck he is right now. But I would like to at least give him some sort of chance. Yeah. Y'all are literally out in the open. You're just in the shadow plane. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't I don't know if he's going to be able to get back to the material plane or not. But at the very least, I don't want him caught up in this fight. All right. So you can do that in, I'd say, an action. You can put yourself in that position. Glorious. And then I don't know if I'm able to make any more actions. Um, so I, I'm, I'm just going to make myself a a living wall. Okay. And uh, I, I probably won't attack the madam. But either of the two people or Selkie, I will attack if they try and get through me. All right. Uh, I take it you haven't put yourself between her and them? Um, I'll say I backed up, like, towards where he is, but... Gotcha. Done. Mm Mm-hmm. It's starting to look bad. Yeah. Oh, it's your turn. Someone's getting real low. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do something to me. 14. 14 what? Bleed. Okay. 
at the end of your turn, you can, or actually, you can just do it now and um, roll a d20, see if you get 15 or higher. I got a 16. Okay, then you stop bleeding. So it's still my turn? Yeah. Okay, did that take an action? No, that is automatic. Right on, right on. There's not a whole lot I can do. I am going to, uh, seeing that Billy has ran off, seeing that he is uh, away from here at least, Silky is going to try and make this a little more difficult for them to do, to uh, take her down to buy time. So going to cast Mirror Image. Okay. Three illusory images of me swirl about my space, uh, potentially causing those who attack those who attack me to hit one of the images instead of me. So uh, casting that, that's two actions. Then for one action, uh, I cast shield on myself too. So uh, then it is her turn and her cronies act on her turn. So they will walk up and they only get within 10 feet of you and these chains which seem to come alive from them lash out toward you. Okay. That's a crit. That's okay. also a crit. Okay, uh, hold up real quick. Um, I have a reaction thing right. about the, uh, the the shield block. I need to... I had that up. Let me see if I can find it again. Uh, absorb damage. Yeah, I, I think I absorbed 10. Oh, is it only 10? Let me check. I think it's 15 at third level. Ward off a blow. Feet one. No. But I used it as a uh, level... Zero spell. No, no, your cantrips are automatically heightened to your highest spell. Oh, they, oh, they are. Oh, I see that right there. So yeah, uh, yeah, I have ten hardness. <laughs> um, and how does uh, how does mirror images work? Okay, scroll, scroll. Okay, uh, any attack if all images remain there. Is a one in four chance of hitting me, so you need to roll a one on a d4. That was a four. Okay, so there are now three. That was a two. Uh, that That's another image popped. So two of my images, just me and one other shadow image. All right, and so they're going to go for their second attack. That um, does... I don't, I don't think that it's 15 doesn't hit you, does it? Uh, no, not anymore. Um, but a 20 dirty will. Yes, but not a crit. So uh, you need to roll one through three on a d6 to hit me. That's a one. Okay, so I will take damage um, 10 minus whatever. Yes, yeah. So as a reaction, snapping my shield into place. My magic okay. shield. That's a two, that's five plus seven is 12 so you'll still take two damage okay and then there'll be a d6 persistent bleed okay uh uh how much damage two two that went through your shield gotcha okay all right cool that was a lot mm -hmm. so then it is her turn okay and she spends her turn speaking to you she says you can live with this fear and this horror. Or you can die with it. But I can offer you something better. No more fear. A 
and Billy continues to run away. Oh, uh, nope, was I kind of screwed up, uh, mirror image because you had crits, you had two crits. Mm-hmm. They, uh, attack, 20, they were just over 10. If an attack roll is a critical success and would hit one of the images, the image is destroyed and the attack roll becomes a success against me. So I got you. So I need to roll base damage against you twice more. Yep. Okay. 17. 